welcome into the blog, friends and family, uh, ball boys, ball girls, uh, welcome into Ball Boy Talk, the official podcast of the theballboyblog.com. Um, hope you guys are doing super well today. Um, today, today's episode, pretty much we're just going to talk about um, one of my favorite, in my opinion, articles that I've written to date. Um, it's about steroids in the Hall of Fame. Every year when it comes to Hall of Fame discussions, there's a ton of speculation, I guess, if not, no, not speculation, but more, oh, let's say, conversation, discussion, and it changes every year. It gets more and more, um, you know, kind of lax and more understanding of uh, potential steroid users being in the Hall of Fame. We've seen some get, um, you know, get just no love, even though they had great careers, should have been in it, um, and whatnot. But the game's kind of changed now. Between Pete Rose's cheating, going way back in the day to the Black Sox scandal, most recently the Astro side-stealing scandal, there's a lot to consider when it comes to steroids, and steroid users, PED users, being in the Hall of Fame. That's what I kind of want to get into today. Um, so, this used to be a four-part piece. I condensed it down into two. Really easy to find on the blog, theballboyblog.com. Um, you can go under, go straight down under the category. Say, in my opinion, it should be right there towards the top. So, what... What, what are we going to discuss? Of course, we're going to talk about Pete Rose. Because I am a big reinstate Pete believer. Um, he, he should be a Hall of Famer. He, I mean, he's the all-time hits leader. So he's one of the greatest at getting on base. Um, he had an incredible career. Um, and he bet on his team to win. I mean, if you don't know, he bet on his team to win games. So it's the most absurd thing that he got the punishment he did. We've seen members from the Black Sox scandal get into the Hall of Fame. Um, who knows what's going to happen to the Sign Steelers when it's or Astros, Red Sox, when it's their time to get into the Hall of Fame? Because they got let go with a slap on the wrist, in my opinion. Um, we saw Barry Bonds get his title stripped, um, even though he had arguably the easiest case to get into the Hall of Fame. One of the greatest at getting on base, hitting home runs, Total bases. I mean, he even had a season where his OBP was higher than his batting average. Which just shows you that he was a monster getting on base. He couldn't be stopped. Um, so, before we get to go too much further, um, let's kind of take a look at the 1990s and the early 2000s. A lot of players used steroids and human growth hormones, or HDH, or PEDs, um, in this time. Names of, you'll know most of these if you've been a long-time baseball fan. Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, a.k.a. Aaron, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Rafael Palmero, Andy Pettit, Gary Sheffield, Roger Clements, Barry Bonds are the most known names. But what about guys like Jose Canseco, Jason Giambi, Eric Gagne, um, Ivan Rodriguez, or Pudge Rodriguez, uh, Paul De- Paul LaDuca, Brett Boone, Chuck Nala, Ken Committee, Matt Williams, Miguel Tejada, Nefty Perez, Steve Finley, John John Rocker, Bobby Estella, 
Jeremy Giambi, Benito Santiago, Wally Joyner, Rafael Palmeiro, Jim Latrich, Paxton Crosford, Jason Grimsley, Melky Cabrera, Bartolo Colon. There, the list goes on and on and on and on. So what I'm trying to get out here is if so many players on so many different teams were doing it between the 90s and the early 2000s, fair game. You know, um, if let's say, you know, you're at paintball and you guys are all using, you know, kind of hyped up guns. Then there's that one person who says, no, I'm not going to use it. <laughs> oh, well, they're lost. We're all having an even playing field. They get shot. It's on them for using that crappy gun and not being able to shoot me. You know what I mean? So think about it that way. Um. So, I, I kind of took a look back. I evaluated some of these guys' careers. And, you know, it it was normal. It was normalized among players at the time. Um, hitters knew they were going against pitchers who had an, el- an element to their game. And they had to match it, and vice versa. Um, the pitchers that took them out at these times knew they had to execute better. Because if they missed, the ball was probably going out of the park for a double. And they were getting on base. Um, arguably, though, a guy like Edgar Martinez, who dominated opposing pitchers during this time, carved out one of the best, if not the best, DH career of all time. Um, barely got in on his last year eligibility. He never used steroids. He was just the greatest, best hitter at the DH spot, arguably of all time. I mean, the DH awards named after him. And he did it without juicing. But he was able to do it against pitchers who were. Teams who were. And he still did it. And he still barely got in. Uh, So that kind of gives us some perspective. Um, And, you know, at the same time, there's an argument that cheating's cheating. None of these guys had a successful career post-steroids. A-Rod still probably would have been on the path to greatness that he was on had he never used performance-enhancing drugs. We saw after he came back, he still put together a good career. League average career should be enough to get him to the Hall of Fame because he actually one of the more noted players that sought retribution and got that retribution. Um, But, you know, we'll never know what these players would have been. I mean, some of them would have never been if they hadn't had the... Uh, PEDs or HGH. Um, but, you know, the argument for cheating and cheating, Manfred's kind of ixnayed that. Um, Manfred, the worst worst commissioner of all professional sports, in my opinion. Um, he doesn't care if you cheat, steal signs, steal wins, and a World Series. Um, so that should really say to the voters for the Hall of Fame... If the commissioner doesn't care about these other guys that are stealing wins, why care about PEDs and steroids? Um, that should be thrown out as well. Um, especially with the, the punishment, again, that the Astros and Red Sox received. I mean, Pete Rose got put into turmoil. Um, you know, he's arguably the greatest hitter of all time. Um, Bond had the great accomplishment of being the home run king during this era. Um... And so, but he had that removed. Um, so overall, what baseball tells us is cheating is not cheating. Depends on who you are. 
and what punishment you get. Depends at the time because the commissioner was different when it was Pete Rose, yet that punishment still lingers today. Um, so obviously there's going to be a different argument, a big difference in argument for those who use PEDs between 91, 1991 and 2004. And then those who got caught using after 2005, the policies went into effect. You know, we saw a steep decline. Um, Bud Sealing, former commissioner before Manfred, um, you know, if he can be in the Hall of Fame, despite the poor handling of the PED situation, why can't the players? Um, he handled the whole situation so poorly. He knew about it, but never did anything. Kind of like how Jeff Luna is claiming, oh, I didn't know. Um, but he's still eligible for the Hall of Fame seat. So, really weird. Um, so, we're going to get into kind of some of the players who had a strong Hall of Fame case. And the players who shouldn't. And kind of get into that. Break it down. Um, so, that hopefully that puts this whole kind of all of it into perspective for you. Um, cheating's not cheating. Depends on who you are. Depends on what you did. Depends on if Rob Manfred's a commissioner or not. If the commissioner during the steroid era can be into the Hall of Fame, why can't the players? And, you know, let's let's dive into this a little bit more. Let's talk about some of those players. Let's talk about the case they're making. Um, and let's see if they should actually be into the Hall of Fame or not. So welcome back in. Um, before we get too much further, I do just want to give a plug for my friends over at StashItSelfStorage.com. Um, these guys, they're awesome. I love these guys. Um, known personally, they're great. Um, great little startup. So let's say you guys know what a, an Airbnb is. Let's say you're thinking of an Airbnb, but for your space. If you ever worked in retail, you've heard the term. The most expensive space in the store is airspace. reason that's the most expensive is because you're not selling anything. You're not making any money on that airspace. If you want to make some money on the airspace around your home, in your shed, in your garage, um, your driveway, your carport, whatever, go and list your space on stashyourselfstorage.com. You name the price. So let's say you have a carport, but you don't use it anymore. Someone can store a boat under there. Go list that. Get money to get that, make that boat and get you some extra Christmas money this season um help each other out help your help your neighbors help your friends but make money while doing it go and listen on stash use a promo code young for an additional discount um and to you know of course help support your boy over here at ball boy talk and it'll be awesome make money use that space help someone else out so they're not having to pay for those expensive storage units because trust me those are no fun to pay for. Um, but again, go over to stashyourselfstorage.com. Look them up on Twitter, whatever you want. Um, they're a great partner of the show. Use the code YOUNG at checkout to let them know I sent you. And get listed today. So without any further ado, let's get into some of the players who probably shouldn't be considered for the Hall of Fame. Jose Canseco is the first guy we're going to talk about. He literally wrote the book on PED usage. 
Um, he's pretty much the reason that it happened, um, or the whole thing came up. However, you know, he did get the first ever 40 home run, 40 stolen base season, so the first 40-40 season. That's now so coveted by many. Um, he played between 85 and 01. And he had 462 career home runs, a career wins above replacement of 42.5. Um, it doesn't, doesn't scream Hall of Fame to me. Um, those numbers were definitely inflated. Um, regardless of the PED use or not, he ended with a career, um, ended his career with 1,877 hits, 266 uh, batting average, 200 stolen bases, 1,407 RBIs. He earned one MVP award, six All-Stars, four Silver Sluggers, two World Series champs. And what I think is interesting is a rookie of the year, which tells me was he using PED Zen or was he not, or was it natural skill at this point? We can only imagine the career he could have had had he never used PEDs and if he let his natural ability take over. He slashed a career 266, 353, and 515. The only one of those that is decent is his slugging. Um, however, the other two are barely league average, if not above. Um, so he wasn't a Hall of Fame worthy player by all the stats looking at it. Um, he's actually considered by many to be below average. Uh, if you watch Moneyball, you'll know this name, Jason Giambi, 2004, Giambi admitted to using HGH in the early 2000s, so when he was in Oakland A, he apologized later for his actions, he was a career 50.5 war, he had 2,010 hits, 444 home runs, um, or two, yeah, 440 home runs, 277, a 277 batting average. He notched 1,366 walks and 1,441 RBIs in his career. Overall, his playing career lasted from 95 to 2014, and he played into his 40. However, his best seasons were from 98 to 08. Come 09, at age 38, he kind of just existed around for the Yankees. They were kind of just paying him out, of course, keeping him on the roster. Um, so that kind of tanked his numbers. Had he never done that and just kind of called it after 08, um, he probably would be in a much better spot. Um, he did have a career 399 OBP. That's because all those walks, that is above league average. It's not elite, but it's above league average. So that is pretty dang good. Um, you know, his ties to the steroids, um, helped his game a lot which is really sad. Um, him and Canseco were teammates in 97 in Oakland. And all of a sudden, after that 97 season, he when he had 20 home runs, he went to 27, 33, 43 the next three seasons. So 98, 99, 2000. Um, um, kind of sus, suspect there. So for me, Giambi doesn't make it into the Hall of Fame. Mostly because his defensive ability wasn't there. He was very pedestrian at defense. Um, Eric Gagne. Kind of... This one's harder for me because I, I really liked Gagne growing up. Um, but obviously, he admitted to using HDH for four years of his 10-year career. He had 84 straight saves between 03 and 04 and his 2003 Cy Young Award. Um, were incredible feats on his part. His career 
4.7 ERA, 718 strikeouts, over 643 inning pitched, but notching 187 saves and a career 11.7 war. Ultimately, for me, make him fall short compared to other relievers. That's a hard position to get in to the Hall of Fame with. Um, you know, this one hurt me a little bit personally. I can't put him among the all-time greats. He was only a three-time All-Star. He did get a World Series ring in 07. Um, so toward the back end of his career. Um, you know, he was a two-time Roll-Age relief, Reliever of the Year. Overall, he had a great career, but not good enough to make it into the Hall of Fame. Because, um, of course, as we know, personalities, team being a teammate also helps you get into the Hall of Fame. And Manny Ramirez, you know, his past teammates would always say, oh, that's just Manny being Manny. Um, or they would say more disappointed, like, yeah, that's Manny being Manny. Um, he was never a great teammate. Um, not great to play with. Um, I remember in 09, um, you know, he had two failed tests in 09. Um, and then he had another one in 2011 when he retired, kind of being forced out of the game at that point or serve a hefty suspension. Regardless, he did have a cover of one of the MLB MVP baseball games. That was personally one of my favorites. Um, he's only one of four MLB players to have over 9,000 plate appearances um, with a triple slash line of at least 300, 345, 300, 400, 500. Um, which are pretty damn good numbers, dang good numbers are. Um, he has 555 career home runs, plus a postseason record of uh, 29 home runs in one postseason. Um, however, him, he was not great at defending, which gives him a total of a 69.3 war for his career. However, he was a 12-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, nine-time Silver Slugger, a World Series MVP, and won one batting title. The number, the numbers are there, which is kind of why he's in this, this middle area of could, should, maybe, probably won't, mostly because of the attitude and his teammates' review of him throughout his career. Um, but all honestly, the numbers are there. Um, what, what kills it? Again, another thing that's against him are the three positive tests at the end of his career and not wanting to serve his 100-game suspension in 2011, so he just retired instead. Um, you know, for me, that really hurts it um, because if he would have owned up to that, played in 2012, put together a, you know, a mediocre season, 250, 340, you know, 450 slash line. You know, I think, I think that this case would be better um, on his last year on the ballot he got up to 20.2%, um, which is encouraging. However, I really don't think he's going to be able to make it into the Hall of Fame as a whole. So those are the guys who Case um, falls just short of making it into the Hall of Fame despite good careers. Those careers were definitely helped by um, PEDs, uh, human growth hormones, and whatnot as well. So... Um, let's go over and get into some of the guys who should 100% make it into the Hall of Fame.
All right, thanks for joining me again today. Of course, as always, I am so grateful for you guys listening. I, I, I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, I, I've, you know, paid attention to this for years, had opinions, had thoughts. My opinions changed over time, of course. You know, at first it was like I was young, a bit naive, like, oh, yeah, those guys cheated. They shouldn't get in. Over time, as I learned, and I hope you kind of see the same, um, that things can change. Uh, perspectives can change, especially with events and whatnot. But let's go over to some guys who 100% should make it into the Hall of Fame regardless of their PED actions and looking at their career stats and accolades alone. Um, first on our list is Alex Rodriguez, a.k.a. A-Rod, um, J-Lo's husband, um, kind of social media, um, very all over social media right now, TikTok, all over the place. Um, we see A-Rod. Over a 22-year career, he carries a 117.5 wins above replacement, 696 home runs with his fourth all-time, a 295 batting average, 3,115 hits, 2,086 RBIs. He is a three-time MVP winner, 14 times All-Star, 2009 World Series champ. He carried the Yankees to that World Series, by the way. That was post-suspension. Two-time Gold Glove winner, 10-time Silver Slugger, one batting title, three-time Major League Player of the Year, um... Also, if you ever watch his swing throughout the years, one of the cleanest, prettiest, best swings in all of baseball of all time, in my opinion. You know, to me, A-Rod has a special part in my heart. In 2015, he he was on my fantasy baseball team that won a championship. Um, another thing that goes a long way for me is that he did admit to using PEDs between 01 and 03 and was suspended for 2014 due to the scandal, the biogenesis scandal coming out. But he served his time. He served his time. He paid his dues. He changed. He still put together good seasons after that. And, you know, he had an incredible career. He is eligible for the first time in 2020, and he will likely get in during his eligibility period. It's hard to vote A-Rod out, especially for how he came back and showed, hey, guys, I... I changed it. Incredible. Incredible. Um, A-Rod. Big fan. Um, you know, Mark McGuire was one that was snubbed out of the Hall of Fame after 2016. He wasn't given a fair shot. Arguably one of the best power hitters ever. Um, he set a record for home runs in a single season with 70 in 98. Um, alone, um, he had a 62.2 wins above replacement. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what that's supposed to say. Um, with his, I don't know what that's supposed to say. Oh, which is a top 12, which makes him a top 12 first baseman of all time. Sorry, I was trying to put together my notes there and I couldn't figure it out. But yeah, he's a top 12 first baseman all time with the bat. Um, he had 1,626 hits, 583 career home runs, 1,414 RBIs, a Rookie of the Year award, 12 All-Star appearances, an 89 World Series ring, one Gold Glove, three Silver Slugger awards, 
all over his 16-year career, you know, had he not done the PEDs, I mean, we saw he still won that Rookie of the Year. Had the power been there? Probably not. But it could have developed. Um, you know, if, who, who knows what could have been. Um, his best years were, of course, between 86 and 01. Um, I think had he been more honest, um, you know, he, he, he kind of, he, if he was more honest, kind of just came clean during that time of 86 to 01, saying that he only featured PEDs as a part of his game, not saying that he used them consistently. I think that would have really helped his case. Um... So yeah, I I think that he should should have ended up in Cooperstown, regardless of what happened, how it happened. Um, but next, uh, let's look at Sammy Sosa in his case. Uh, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Um, he was a big reason why I was a Cubs fan as a kid. Uh, when he hit that home run after nine eleven. Um, carry the American flag around the bases. That was huge. Baseball was huge for the country. He was a big part of that uh, back in 01. Um, you know, for Sosa, because of the ties to McGuire, how they had that home run race, um, he's only gotten 13.9% of the vote after eight years on the ballot. Uh, his ninth is coming up. Um he Sosa still denies using PEDs. To this day, he denies using them. His home run numbers are his biggest accomplishment, having had three 60-plus home run seasons in a row. Didn't use PEDs. He is the only player to do so between 98 and 02. He had 292 home runs. He is a member of the 600 Home Run Club that only features nine players. The rest of his career accolades are among the top 20 of right fielders in terms of war at 50, 58.6. Um, he has one MVP, seven All-Stars, six Silver Sluggers, um, and Major League Player of the Year award. Overall, between 93 and 04, he hit at least 25 home runs a season. That's a great run of power. I mean, that's 11 seasons of hitting 25 or more home runs. And a couple of those seasons were short because of injuries um, or missing time. So arguably, Sammy Sosa is as well as one of the greatest power hitters of all time, hitters of all time. Um, but yeah, he was he was incredible. Highly um, think that Sosa should make it in. He gets a couple more years left, so we'll see. Um, Rafael Palmeiro, next player I want to talk about. He was first on the ballot in 01. In, four, in 04, he lost his eligibility due to not getting at least 5% of the vote to stay on the ballot. You know, he was implicated by Conseco in February of 05, and he denied his usage. He then tested positive in August of that year and was suspended. In 2017, Palmero went back on the record saying that he had three negative tests during an arbitration hearing. His positive test caught him off guard. Palmero was one of those guys in his 20-year career that was consistently good but never great. He is one of the six players ever with a 3,000 with with 3,000 hits and 500 home runs, and his career 71.9 WAR is eighth among 
um, first baseman of all time. So again, he's one of the top 10 first basemen of all time. He is a four-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove winner, two-time Silver Slugger, and also won an MLB Player of the Year award. Overall, Palmero was, you know, when he was on the ballot, it was terrible timing. Um, the voters during that time, just coming off of the steroid era, things coming down, he got implicated by Conseco, and that kind of ruined it for him. Um, you know, if he could ever be on the ballot again, I think he would definitely make it in based on his career alone. Um, yeah, just, he was, he was good. He was really good for a really long time. Um, you know, he wasn't great, but he was so consistent and so good for so long. It was kind of a no-brainer that he should be placed among the, in Cooperstown, especially being the top 10 first baseman of all time. Some great company there. Um, Andy Pettit, uh, next case, he was implicated in the Mitchell Report in 07 and did admit to using HGH in 02. Part of his confession was that he only used HGH for two days to heal an elbow injury, but he did own up to it and said it was an error in his judgment. Um, information like this makes me think that there's a line between performance enhancing and performance allowing. Um, you know, when he took those human growth hormones, it was to help get healthy quicker. Uh, but, you know, through his 18-year career in the MLB, he was never the best pitcher in baseball. He never won a Cy Young Award. He was a three-time All-Star. When you look at his postseason stats alone, that's where his case for the Hall of Fame shines the brightest. Um, the all-time leader for playoff wins and innings and won five out of eight World Series he pitched in. 60.7 career war, which is 12th among all-time uh, for left-handed pitchers, his career was his career um, record was two fifty-eight or two fifty-six and one fifty-three record with a three point eight five ERA over three thousand three hundred sixteen inning pitch. One ALCS MVP. Um, he's only been on the ballot for a couple years, getting eleven point three percent of the vote. Honestly, with his career, how good he was for so long. I, I sure hope he makes it into the Hall of Fame. I definitely think he deserves it. Um, next on this list of guys who should make it, uh, Gary Sheffield. Um, in 04, he admitted to using PEDs, um, or a PED known as the cream, while training with Barry Bonds during the 0102 offseason. So, you know, who knows what it actually was. Um, he did go the route to say, I didn't know what it was when I used it. And then since he was upset with Bonds when he found out, you know, I gotta give him the, we gotta give these guys the benefit of the doubt here. This stuff was so new that they could have said, oh yeah, it's just um, it's just cream to help your your arm, your shoulders, back feel better, whatever. Um, again, it falls into that that of, of performance allowing. Um, let's see. He does, however. He, his defense was awful. Um, he does have a great resume with his bat, however, alone. So if we look at that alone, career 60.5, wins above replacement, better than Vladimir Guerrero's 59.5 war, who got on the ballot in 2018 um, and into the Hall of Fame. So he's career-wise, he had better wins above replacement rating. He's part of the 500 home run club, with 21 other players. Overall, his career, he had 
2,689 hits, 509 home runs, 292 batting average, 1,676 RBIs. He was a nine-time All-Star, got one World Series, five-time Silver Slugger winner, one batting title, and one Major League Player of the Year. After six years on the ballot, um, he's gotten to a 30-30.5% of the vote. Um, you know, I think he gets into it when it's all said and done. He's going into his fourth year, 30.5. He's trending up. Um, I, I think he makes it. Um, another notable guy here, David Ortiz, Big Poppy. He was only connected to PED usage because he failed to test in 03, but he was tested. He did play about 70% of his career post the 2005 era of testing and punishment. So the numbers are on his side. Um, he was, but he, he never was left alone. Um, Bob Nightingale of USA Today said in 2019, let me tell you, there's not one player in baseball, not one player, that has been drug tested more than David Ortiz. I guarantee you that. I mean, and David Ortiz is a legend for so many reasons. Probably the second best DH of all time after Edgar Martinez. Um, his comments after the Boston bombing are iconic. The way he rallied Boston, you know, then carried them to a World Series that year. He's just one of those guys, just his personality, everything gets him into the Hall of Fame because he was such a good teammate. Um, you know, he had 20 years where he hit 541 home runs in his career, 17 postseason home runs, um, a 455 batting average in three World Series. Um, he, he was incredible. He was incredible during his career. He did all that you know, while being a DH um, and recorded the most games at DH with 2027. He's a 10 times All-Star, 7 times Silver Slugger, a World Series MVP, an ALCS MVP, a 286 career batting average, 55.3 wins above replacement, 1,768 RBIs. When he gets on the ballot in 22, 2022, it's going to be his first and last. He's a shoe-in. There's no doubt. Uh, Roger Clements, a.k.a. The Rocket, alone on his career numbers, is the greatest pitcher of all time. 24 seasons between 1984 and 2007, 4,916.2 innings pitched, um, 4,672 strikeouts, third of all time, 138.7 career wins above replacement, 11-time all-Star, seven Cy Young Awards, two World Series, two 20 strikeout games. Um, Clemens was the main name on the Mitchell Report, however, but he never tested positive, and he was acquitted in 2012. Um, at the same time, even Conseco was skeptical that Clemens ever used. Um, his career stats, only P with PEDs or not, are Hall of Fame worthy, and they should be should have gotten him in eight years ago um, to add to his stats and, you know, to his resume. 354-184 record, 3.12 ERA, two triple crowns for pitching, seven-time ERA title, all-star game MVP. How he's only gotten 61% of the vote after eight years is 100% because of his tie to the Mitchell Report and Conseco. Um, you just mention a player's names, they're automatically discredited. But arguably, if he doesn't make it in within this next two years of eligibility, it will be the all-time biggest snub ever, ever. Um, 
And lastly, this wouldn't be, we wouldn't talk about Hall of Fame, PEDs, and steroids if we didn't talk about Barry Bonds, um, who is arguably the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Um, Seven-time MVP, single-season home run record with 73, career home run record of 762, um, all-time walks leader with 2,558 walks, the all-time leader in intentional walks with 688, uh, 182 OPS plus, which to put that in context for you guys, 100 is league average, so he has 82 points better than every other person at his position. Um, adjusted ratings, ballpark, whatnot. Um, he is third with that to only Babe Ruth and Ted Williams. Yet no one can ever compete with his 162.8 war rating, wins above replacement rating. Um, you know, let's add in his 2,935 hits, his career 298 batting average, 1,996 RBIs, 514 stolen bases, 14 All-Star games, 8 gold gloves, 12 silver sluggers, 2 batting titles. I mean, what a career. Um, Bonds did admit in 2004 for using steroids provided by his trainer, Greg Anderson, and took the route of ignorance. Bonds also realized he wasn't the best character in the clubhouse and dug out saying, I'm to blame for the way I was portrayed because I was a dumb butt. Um, however, he never tested positive after 05 or failed a test. After eight years on the ballot, he's gotten up to 60.7% of the vote. Um, so him and Clemens are two of the best that have two years left to get into the Hall of Fame. They have to get to 75% to get into the Hall of Fame. They have to get 75% of the vote, which means 75% of the writers have to vote yes to get them into the Hall of Fame. They have two years. It's a huge jump for both of them to get there. Huge. They both need 15-plus percent. But now with the sign ceiling scandal, I think that really helps her chances. Chances. Um, so as always, thanks, thanks for being with me. Um, I appreciate you guys. Um, more to come this week. We should, you know, of course, have more news and notes. We'll be getting into hopefully more free agency news as the season as we roll on. Um, we have the Minnesota Twins. The Cincinnati Reds, Blue Jays, and Brewers um, all kind of coming up. We'll, of course, talk about the BWAA Awards and where they were awarded, if anyone was snubbed, which, yes, there was a big snub for the NLSI Young Awards, so stay tuned for that. Um, But other than that, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed this. If you guys want more, let me know. I love talking in my opinion. I can get really fired up about these, as you could probably tell. Uh, but again, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Have a great day. And stay safe out there and stay warm. It's cold. It's winter. Um, and yep, see ya.